It's Monday, the 3rd of December, and here's your Biz News Premium Flash Briefing. In today's global headlines, as was telegraphed in the run-up to the G20 meeting in Buenos Aires, which happened on Friday and Saturday, a truce has been called in the trade war between the US and China. After a dinner of sirloin steak and caramel pancakes on Saturday night, Presidents Trump and Xi announced a scaling back in hostilities, at least for the next three months. The U.S. will no longer trigger January's increase from 10% to 25% in tariffs on $200 billion worth of Chinese imports. And apart from promising to address allegations of intellectual property theft, China has dropped the 40% tariff on imported U.S. cars and says it will buy more American agricultural and industrial products to reduce its trade surplus with America. Also on the agenda is a Chinese pledge to attack illegal exports of the highly addictive opioid fentanyl, a source of great concern in middle America. Analysts say the agreement is a case of the U.S. accepting the rise of China and the Chinese realizing it has to pay, play according to global rules. The political leaders apparently have been pushed into concessions because of the damage that the trade war is doing to their economies and investment markets. The oil price jumped 5% on the news. Some tempering of that post-20 oil surge is on the cards after Qatar announced at a press conference this morning that it is to leave the oil producer cartel OPEC of which it has been a member since 1961. Although a relatively small oil producer at 609,000 barrels a day, Qatar has the world's largest natural gas reserves and is also the world's largest supplier of liquefied natural gas, a direct competitor to crude. Its withdrawal from OPEC is aligned with plans to raise LNG output by 42%, from 77 million to 110 million tons a year. Qatar has also experienced a deteriorating political relationship with OPEC members Saudi Arabia, the UAE, Bahrain and Egypt over accusations that the tiny but massively rich kingdom supports terrorism. On the other side, Qatar also hosts the largest U.S. military base in the Middle East. In South African-related news, Finance Minister Tito Mbeweni has repeated his resistance to continue bailing out South African airways. His approach is part of his top priority now, which is to regain the country's investment-grade status on national debt. Interviewed by Bloomberg on the sidelines of the G20 meeting in Argentina, Mbeweni said reversing the junk rating imposed during the Zuma regime by S&P and Fetch will happen through enhanced policy certainty, lowering debt and showing restraint in support for struggling state-owned companies. Boweni has been outspoken in his view that South African Airways should no longer be afforded taxpayer support. Of the three ratings agencies, only Moody's still has South African debt at investment grade. This has been a Biz News Premium Flash Briefing. I'm Alec Hogg. Until the next time, cheerio.